Hey, this is the Blueprint Podcast, and I'm really excited to um, talk to you like every week. Maybe not every week, every once in a while when I feel like doing this. I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while. I actually had one a few years back with a friend of mine, and that was really fun. But now we're in a real podcast room with fancy equipment that I don't know how to use. Shout out Fab Factory for that. Um, yeah, I actually have no idea what I'm doing with any of this or how any of this works. But uh, I'm here today with Natalie, who um, I was actually supposed to start a podcast with two years ago. And uh, we bought all the equipment. And then it sat on our kitchen table for the whole rest of the year. Did not touch it. And my cat probably touched it more than we did. And then we moved away from each other. Yep, and then we decided we didn't like each other anymore, so we decided we couldn't stand living with each other. And here we are now. Yeah, I had to uh, be okay with her being in the same room with me. It's, it's hard sometimes. It is hard. <laughs> Just kidding. I love her. Um, no, we moved, and then my cat ate my equipment, and I never got to use it. So now we're here, but it makes a lot of sense to start now because I started my own company. Uh, for those that don't know, although you're probably watching this because you do know what the blueprint is, but essentially it is a company for fans um, where I'm going to give fans everything that they need for the ultimate fan experience. Um, whether it's, you know, have, making sure they have everything they need for concerts, events, working on an app, that's the part I'm most excited about. Um, it's all, all stuff that I wanted at the age of 16, but also that I'd want now. Um, so I'm super pumped, and Natalie's been super supportive since day one about all of that. So super cool. Um, the podcast is going to be focused on the fan experience, you know, fandom music industry pipeline. I'm going to interview some artists, some friends, talk about life, things that I like, probably the color blue every once in a while. <laughs> Although you'd be surprised. I can actually talk about the color blue a lot, even though there's not much to say, but there is. At least in my mind. But anyways, I want to talk about Natalie a little bit. So we met, I don't even know how many years ago we met. A long time ago. Yeah, she was like a child. I was like 15. Yeah. Um, and then went to Malibu together. Had some fun experiences. And then um, moved in. Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I just, we randomly, yeah. like a couple times, we would get Airbnbs in Malibu. Just for no reason, but it was fun. Then we lived with each other for a year. That was horrible. Just kidding. No, fun fun fact about that. So two bedrooms, there were three of us. I made her and our other friend Angie, who you'll meet probably next week, live in the tiny room. It was like a shoebox. And then I had the massive room all to myself. It was a humbling experience. It was fun for me. I liked that apartment. They didn't very much. I mean, yeah. Living with me is hard, though. It's not. Are you sure? You're like, not nice? when you're, no, not when you're friends with you. Like, it's not. Yeah, but I'm so know. messy. We made it through because <laughs> we're still here right now. <laughs> okay, that's true. And then um, I moved out Yeah. with Angie. And then I moved out of Los Angeles after that. Yeah, she lives not here anymore, I which is sad because she decided she hates us. Love <laughs> my friends here so much. Do not fit in the los angeles scene i have found that's okay that i don't think okay. i fit in anywhere like i wish i could live in a different place every week of my life that's so valid so because i moved out in february and then 
from then I had traveled a little bit and I went to the East Coast, which Yeehaw. But it's just cool to experience different things. Like you think you know what you want and then you experience something else. You come back and you're like, This is not for me anymore. And that's that's okay. And that's that. That's normal. I would love to live in Australia. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or London. Basically, no, just not America. <laughs> no, I like places here, too. Like, I like, I like L.A. Mm-hmm. I like aspects of it. I think it's fun. Yeah. I like people. Yeah. I know. When I talk about it, I'm like, L.A. is, like, cool. Like, if you can find what you want to do there, like, great. I just couldn't. Like, and I feel like that's normal, but. Yeah. No, I mean, I will say I feel pretty lucky that I have, like, a pretty solid group of friends here. Um, and not everyone is as lucky to have that. Um, but no, one of my favorite things about Natalie is kind of the way that she looks at life and isn't scared to achieve her goals um, and kind of just go after things. And she does that with her fashion. Oh. Maya and I are similar in a sense that once we want something, we will do anything to get it. And learning by trial and error, I feel like we don't go by a mold or like, the way somebody else has done it we go our own way and kind of learn by that and I think that's the most fitting way to figure out what's going to work for you is not following someone else's lead like you can take guidance tips and stuff from other people who are doing something similar to what you want to do but I think ultimately like figuring out your own path on how you want to go about things is what makes it your own and that's what's going to make it stand out and when it comes to Maya Anything that she sets her heart to, she'll do. And I think the whole watching your process of experiencing, like, working in different places with the same kind of vision and figuring out, like, what worked and what didn't, what you liked and what you didn't, and then coming together, like, with your whole company with that experience as your foundation is what's going to make it, one, your own, and two, a big thing. And I'm excited to see it unfold just because I've seen the behind the scenes. And I feel like, yeah, you've you've seen me like hit rock bottom, bottom, like crying every single day of my life. And people only see like the product of what somebody creates. But to see the background of it is super cool. And to see like the process of it is something I admire a lot when I'm watching somebody create something that means something to them. I love watching people create things. Well, I think that's why we get along so well. Yeah. Like, we'll, or, like, in the past, like, we've gone to coffee shops, and we'll sit there in silence, and we're both just working. Yeah. Um, and there's not very many people I'd be willing to do that with. You're really good at listening to people. Not saying that I, I do listen to people. I love listening. Okay, I don't love listening. I try. I don't process most of the time. Like, I'll listen. People think I'm listening. So it does the job. But then 90% of the time, I don't actually process anything that was I said to me. Listening. But she actually listens and remembers um, and is very much the, like, therapist friend to, I think, me and a lot of her other friends. Yeah, which is super cool for me because I do like listening to other people and I like remembering small things. And then, like, I because when you bring it up to somebody and you're like, oh, I remember this, they're like, oh, what? That's my favorite I, yeah, thing in the world. That's I like, love doing that. That's totally one of my love languages because I talk a lot. So when people remember, like, little things that 
I don't even remember saying. And I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah. They're like, you told me like a month ago. I'm like, how do you remember things from a month ago? I don't even remember what people told me yesterday. I think, yeah, I think something that's important to me is staying grounded in like the present moment. So I'm very aware of like what people are saying to me like in that moment. And then I'll remember, which not a, people are, not a lot of people are like that. No. Because I have told people things and then I'll talk about it like later on. They're like, what? No, I like I will remember how people made me feel. Yeah. It's so, like that, like feelings are super important to me and like the emotion behind everything. And I'm also like a big energy person, which I know you are too. But like the way that someone's energy made me feel around them, like that's what I'm going to remember. So like I don't have, like when people ask me, they're like, what was your first impression of me? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't have thoughts. <laughs> like I don't think about those things when I'm meeting someone. My like, I'm not sitting there like judging anyone yeah. or trying to figure out what I think of them but I'm gonna leave you know the room I'm gonna go home whatever and I'm gonna think about how they made me feel and like that's kind of how I decide whether or not someone is someone I want you know surrounding me yeah I think that's really important because ultimately like you know who your people are and like you know how you you're the only one that knows how you feel around certain people and like I feel like it's a reciprocated thing like and that's how you find your circle of friends I like having a lot of friends, which that's the one thing I think we're super the opposite, super the opposite. <laughs> is that a sentence? Yeah, we are. Well, this now we're very opposite in that. Like, I love having a ton of friends. Like, I, I love it. I just love having people for different things, you know, in so many different places, like that I can talk to about, you know, so many different things. And you're very like specific and want to have like a small circle. Yeah, I think for me, like having meaningful relationships and are is like super important to me so it's not it's not that I don't like meeting people like <laughs> I love meeting people but when it comes to my circle and like who I talk to and who I put like effort into keeping the relation like maintaining a relationship like it's very small but I care about everybody that yeah. I meet no when someone doesn't text me back I'm convinced they hate me even though I know that they don't because I also forget to text people back all the time and it's not because I hate them like I just if I'm in the middle of something and I read it and I don't respond right away I'm gonna forget that text yeah. exists but that's because I like have really bad like object permanence <laughs> no I feel that well, like, if I can't see it it doesn't exist that includes people <laughs> but about the overthinking thing I think something that has <laughs> When you're creating stuff or, like, you want to put something out to an audience, like, not caring about what other people are going to think or say about it is really important. You have to stick with that because people are going to perceive it however they want to. And, like, it doesn't it shouldn't matter to you, like, what other people are going to think about it because it's going to reach the people that it's supposed to who are going to understand, like, what you're trying to do. And I feel like that was a big thing for me to let go of was, like, the control of, like... <laughs> Well, when you're that. when you're doing something creative and it comes from such a personal place, like it's scary. It is scary because if it's vulnerability, like, if it's is like scary. yeah, it's like I love this thing that I'm doing, but what if nobody gets it or yeah. what if everybody doesn't like it? And at the end of the day, the only person that has to get it or like it is you. Yeah, and you're gonna find other people out there that do. And I feel like comparing yourself and then doing something to fit a mold that was already there is not going to get you that far like you have to be vulnerable and you have to take your own path because it's the only way it's going to bring you the success that you want yeah natalie's seen a lot 
Jesus, that sounds so bad. No, but like when you move together, like, you know, like she's especially like last year, even though we actually weren't living together last year, but last year was really hard for me for a lot of different reasons. And, um, you know, she really got to watch kind of even before that, like the evolution, you know, starting like 2019 is probably when we became closer friends. Mm-hmm. Like we knew each other before that, but I don't think we really started hanging out till like end of 2019. Um, but you really got to see the evolution of, you know, me having this idea of what I wanted and then figuring out how to make that come to life and then it happening and then th- other things happening. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, us well, that's what I'm here. saying is like to see the story behind it. It means something to her, but it's also like meaningful to me, too, because I was there as like a secondhand person to kind of witness a the backstory of it. Yeah. Go Maya. No, you were. I had like a little, like a little group of friends that were the only people that knew what was going on yeah. at every in every chapter. But kind of going back into that, um, you know, a lot of people know my story in the sense that I was a fan that became, you know, someone who worked in the music industry, and now I started my own company. But along the way, a lot of people don't really know the details of like how that actually happened, and I think I was. It was engraved in me, I think mainly by myself, that everything had to be so secret and so private all the time. And and then there was the phase of my life where I was embarrassed of my, you know, my story. Yeah, there's nothing um, to be embarrassed about. Well, no, I'm not embarrassed at all. Like, it is what it is, and I'm really proud of it now. But um, especially when you work in the music industry, I think there's this, like, idea that, like, cool, you were a fan, but you have to not, like, you have to completely detached from that yeah when you start working and so then I was like okay well I don't want anyone to know like how many shows I went to like all of these things a big part of why I want to do this podcast is because I want to just I want to not share everything <laughs> but share but like, like share like important. the important stuff. and it's gonna help the people who are too scared to do things that they want to do in regards to relating to what you're doing well I, just I think it drives me insane when people are like, I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? And they're like, I want to do this. And I'm like, cool. And they're like, but I'm not. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, I'm just too scared. Or like, it doesn't feel possible. Or yeah, I, that's hard. It's not realistic. Yeah. And I'm like, ev- everything is realistic. And I feel like maybe that's like a, you know, I feel like maybe that's a not controversial, but like at the end of the day, I was given the foundation you know with my family and my parents being so supportive since day one of you know me just they just wanted me to be happy I think that's important is finding the people who are going to support you and your dreams that don't make it seem like they're dreams like yeah or hard to reach and I think it's hard because having limited beliefs just like even just for yourself like is really hard to get past and I feel like that's what stops a lot of people from creating things is because they're so scared of so many different things for There's so many so different many, reasons. Like, you like, could, I mean, I haven't talked about this at all yet, but I was going to say, so I was a gymnast growing up, and I think the number one biggest, like, positive thing from that was I learned from a very young age how to conquer fears, right? Like, since I was six years old, I had to do terrifying things, you know, and I, it was all, like, I just had to fully trust myself and trust my coaches and trust that I'm able to do these things that they're telling me I'm able to do and then just do it. Yeah. And so that like I had to learn that at such a young age that I've been able to kind of 
take that skill into different aspects of my life, except I have a couple fears that I will never overcome. And that's just how it is. That's funny, though, because so you like pushed yourself to like at a young age, like pushed yourself to go through these fears. I grew up with such bad anxiety that like I would be too scared to do anything. And I feel like once I started learning about myself and figuring out what I was capable of, it kind of started showing like externally because I started getting tattoos. I started getting. Yeah, she's like fully tatted now. I am. I don't know if they can see it, but I like if you had met me before my like I was not the type of person that you would even think would have (laughs) tattoos. And like I even get that like now, like people would be like, I love the tattoos, though. Like you started getting them and she went crazy. I know. But that's what I mean is like that's that's also like a small sign of like finding your comfort and like also breaking through like your own fears because like personally like I'm scared of needles and like I have so many piercings but I have tattoos and like yeah when you got your nose piercing and I wanted my the other side but I think I went the second time yeah right because the second time is when I got yeah. mine done and you were like I can't look I like, know. like people were, are scared uh, it's so funny people are scared to a different extent for different things but for themselves because for me that was like a big deal but for other people that's not going to be a big deal but like it, it just once you break out of your shell you kind of start doing things that like prove to yourself that like you're capable of way more than you thought you were if you would just figure out how to escape the fear that you have in your internal monologue going yeah. on my internal monologue has a lot going yeah. on <laughs> but i feel like once you find out who you who you are and like what you stand in and all of that like it kind of helps guide you through the anxiety and guide you through the fear of like certain things that you have about going towards different because trust me my anxiety was bad I had bad anxiety but it's like something that I can work with now it's not something that scares me it's kind of like see I'm just scared of ketchup like that's (laughs) real like no I'm dead serious like Like, we didn't have ketchup in our yeah we weren't allowed to have it in the fridge because i can't even touch a ketchup bottle like i like we would go out to dinner and like they would put down the ketchup mix she's like can somebody move no i it's horrible like someone has to move it when our friends chased you yeah so our lovely friends i think we weren't having a party that night were we it might have been no i don't think so and then there were just like a group of us at the house the house a house and uh, one of them thought it was hilarious and took the ketchup bottle out of the fridge and started chasing me with it. And I locked myself in his bedroom. <laughs> and I was like, I am not coming That's out. Fear. That's fear. I was like, I will go home. Like, this is not funny. When I was, um, I think I was like 15, my um, bonus brother, that's what I'll call him, mm-hmm. um, he put ketchup in my hair. Worst day of my life. I started crying, like, hysterically, and I That's ran up the, the stairs, and I jumped. No, because I was scared of ketchup way before oh. this. I jumped in the shower with all of my clothes on, and I just stood there sobbing because I couldn't, like, touch my hair to, like, help get. Like, I just, oh, it was a horrible experience. Worst day ever. It's okay. You're still here. No, I actually have nightmares, though, about ketchup. <laughs> like, literally this past week, like, the nightmares that someone, like, made me eat it or, like, put it on my food and I didn't know you do but you work with it you work with the fear yeah. and you're fine you navigate but that's what I mean is like so those are like specific stories about true. how we do it but like in a general <laughs> sense like eventually like when you want to really just well, beat the fear like you'll find I feel like a lot of the time if you're scared of something it also means that you care like it not and obviously I don't care about ketchup but like in like the sense of like you know goals and things that you yeah. want to accomplish like if you're scared it probably means that you care yeah. about the which outcome is good. which isn't a bad thing no, at all it's something that like you don't want to 
mess up really it's when you care a lot about something i think the biggest fear is mess like one not going about it in the right way and then two you're scared to mess it up three like there's just so that's when all the overthinking starts because you're like oh like yes i want to do that and when you have that feeling you have to just do it because like you'll lose that in like 10 seconds because then you'll start thinking of all the bad things uh well i think that's gonna be it for this week um yeah thank you for um coming on and speaking and listening to my thoughts i'm excited for you guys to see and i promise they won't all be this well they probably will all be this all over the place because i'm just gonna be me the whole time but um i'm excited to see what happens i'm excited for you and now she goes back home and i never see her again yep to home i go <laughs> and i'm kidding. yep <laughs> oh my god the cat okay hair, the cat hair from my leggings is wait like my cat my cat. I was asked on you me. if you had a lint roller and you didn't respond. But so oh. there's cat hair on my leggings and now it's on my shoulder. That's unfortunate. Not Lotus following okay. me everywhere. Anyways, that's all. Thanks. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye, people. <laughs> <laughs>